Today is December 31st, and the stove is so frozen. It's so frozen. It's my Chris D'Elia impersonation. And uh, that's about it. That's the end of the show. Thanks. Let's talk Yanks. Talking Yanks with old drum boy, drum boy Jake. Recaps galore and weekly awards. Stat lines, steaming hot takes. Your Yankees news with these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy Jake. What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining Talking Yanks, another Frozen Stove episode. We do have a cool interview, interesting interview with an agent. We're going to put on the back end of the show, but first we have some housekeeping to do at the front end of the show. Those are industry terms, front end and back end. My chair sliding. My chair just slid me like under my desk. Now I'm awkwardly close to the microphone. Oh, my God. Yeah, it just... I uh, looked away for a second. Are you okay? <laughs> my chair my chair just slid me downhill. That was crazy. I felt like I was sinking into the pit. Anyway, today's episode is brought to you by Justice Danielson. Nice. Justice Danielson. He's our most recent patron subscriber, so he sponsors today's show. Justice has paid $2 a month to support us. He gets early access, live access, video access, and he gets a chance to win up to two affordable jersey jerseys a month. No name on the back. Yankee jerseys. We're giving away a, a jersey this month. We asked for a contest. Jake, how are you doing? Hey, man, how are you? Zonked. Yeah, Giants game today, huh? Yeah, I went to the Giants game, 8 a.m., drive up there, tailgate. Pretty good game, I guess, for like, you know, two teams not playing for anything. That's about as good a game you get, but I'm so zonked. A- ask me how zonked I am. You kept saying the Giants won. You kept oh, telling me that. They blew them out. You keep saying that. Yeah. Ask me, say, hey, Jimmy, how zonked are you? Jimmy, how zonked are you? I currently only have one sock on. Okay. Is that a level of zonked? Yeah. That's like normal day in the life for me. Yeah. Well, you live a zonked life. Yeah, it's true. One sock on, the other sock floating in the breeze. It's crazy. It's an unbalanced life. It's kind of nice. The second sock's right here. Now it looks zonked. Now I just lost steam. You're in your slouch chair holding a sock and just staring at me. Like yeah. I have the answers and I don't. I why don't didn't I why didn't I put this second sock on, Jake? That's tough. That's, That's tough. tough, buddy. I think yeah. we we got more Patreon stuff we got to talk about. Oh yeah, we got our Patreon contest. We're going to go through it a little bit because how it works is uh Jake's going to choose his winner and I'm going to choose my winner and the question posed was which Yankee would you like to spend the holidays with and why? And, and why? The, winner, the winner of this gets a jersey just for being a Patreon subscriber and having a good joke that Jimmy and I like. So go sign up for Patreon already. Do it already. Talk Patreon.com slash Talking Yanks. All right, Jake, who, who, who do you got? You want to mention one before you give your winner? We're doing this? Yeah, we'll, we'll do some honorable mention. Um, and it, it might this might be funny because our whatever my honorable mention could be could be your pick and vice versa. Yeah, I'll never let you know. 
And we might have to do that. What if we have the same pick? We don't have the same pick. I'm going with, this is a uh, a, a runner-up, Elias Ashush, and they said Chad Green because he would bring some exotic critter meat for us to eat at Christmas dinner. And that just brought me back, Jim, because the stove has been so cold. It was good to hear like a running baseball reference joke we had going during the season. Yeah, like that, that was from our. That, that was, was from just our, a shot of life for me. That was from our PPPs, which we'll be bringing back this spring training. That was pretty good, though. So Elias gets an honorable mention. Honorable mention. What 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 do you have for an honorable mention? I think I said this last week, but I, my honorable mention is I, I just like the one where he says Ellsbury, so he can remember what he looks like. Yeah, that was a quick hitter. Quick hitter, just a real quick zing. How about this this Vin who said. Vin Pensabene. That sounds like an Italian name, right? Pensabene, yeah. And he probably went, when he was a kid, he's probably Vinny Pensabene. He says, right. I would choose James Paxson because it is maple syrup with spaghetti every day. What type of Italian puts maple syrup on their spaghetti? See, what type this, of- is you, this is you being so deep in some pop culture that you lose other parts of pop culture. This is from Elf, buddy. Oh, yeah. Elf's not on my brain. <laughs> Zonk Jimmy wasn't happy with himself right now. No, mad at myself. You thought that was an Italian tradition? No, no, no. I thought he was just like saying weird foods. Without the reference, it just sounds like he was saying a gross food combination. Yeah. So you you were lost that but that shows a little bit of our mindset. You were so lost that you liked that. <laughs> I didn't like it. Oh boy. Well, we're doing honorable mention, but yeah, so I was honor- up, this was Jimmy. the honorable mention as I didn't like that one. <laughs> but I did. Jesus. Now I like it that it's from Elf. Kelly Lyons, I would want to spend the holidays with Masiro Tanaka so I could get Tanaked up and have an Asian baby. Wouldn't it be crazy? <laughs> Whoa. That was my number one honor roll mention. Kelly, bring that fire. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, you brought the noise. <laughs> I want to get Tanaked up and have his Asian baby. Whoa. And, Whoa. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, our, our buddy, Matt Garabedian, I liked his answer. Brett Gardner. Drink some moonshine, an old Brett Gardner family recipe. Hit the ATVs and ripped it. That like that could be very real. Yeah, could be real. This could also, this could also be real. Maggie Hagen said, "I'd also like to spend the holidays with Johnny Lasagna, for obvious reasons." And I know that you and I both crushed lasagna all Christmas, so that's adds up. Yeah, that was uh, that was that was a good one. She she knew her target audience there. Do you want to know who I'm going with? Yes. Brianna Saccaro. Okay. It's a threefold answer, so I don't know how we're going to fit it into the tweet where the final winner gets decided, but I'd most like to spend the holidays with Brett Gardner because, A, I'll get to hang out with his grandma, Punky Russell. Love Punky Russell. One of my favorite characters right. of Yankee lore. B, I'll have Brett be my hype man during family arguments. Remember that brawl when he was yelling at the Tigers, backing up all his boys on his birthday, yep. no less? C, our car rides will be silent with no sing-alongs of any kind because Brett Gardner, on when he went on R2C2, said he drove to North Carolina and realized six hours in that he hadn't been listening to any music because Brett Gardner is a psychopath. And all of those yeah. memories, Punky Russell, Brett yelling during the, the fight, him driving in silence, all of those made me laugh at Brett Gardner's existence and persona. So that's yeah, my that was really one. good. That's my favorite one. So who's who's, really who's, who's Brett Gardner facing? Who's yours? 
Honestly, this is where you and I need to plan better because I was leaning that way. <laughs> but I I can hot route. I can hot route. But can I hot route? I think I might need you to edit a little bit because that's what I was going to pick. All right. I have, I have my runner up. Okay. Let's hear it. I'm probably not going to use it because I'm not going to let you get two votes. But my runner up was Christmas is on a Tuesday. So who do you think? Tanaka Tuesday. Throwing yeah, some tacos. Okay. Sorry, Christine. I tried for you. Yeah. We appreciate you, Christine Mueller. A friend. God, there's some good CC ones. I liked Jonathan Wheeler. Jonathan Wheeler had a good first half, tough second half, because the first half is I want to spend the holidays with Clint Frazier so I can deactivate his social media accounts. Liked that. But then he wished injury on Clint. Can't support that. Yeah, I didn't like any of that one. I was hanging out with Justin Pennick today at the Giants game, and he says he wants you to do a tweet like Clint tweet once every day. <laughs> once once we start getting close maybe i'll make that a new year's resolution <laughs> <laughs> all right brianna wins yeah brianna wins we were brianna gonna do wins. a poll but she killed it <laughs> all right there we go brianna congrats get in touch on uh patreon or twitter dm or whatever you won three good brett gardner memories in a row she flat out crushed it that's funny that we both had the same winner i usually i think that's gonna happen and it's never happened this time it right. happened all right, here's a quick, we're going to do a couple of voicemails, then we're going to throw it to the interview, because there's no rumors and news. You want to hear, here's the latest rumors and news. We haven't podcast since uh, Dan Clark broke it, right? He better be right. Actually, it doesn't matter. I don't know who Dan Clark is, but people are saying that he's like a top Orioles reporter we should ask our buddy John Mioli about that yeah we did I did when I was there because I followed him before and he does do some slap happy stuff so you know I said Dan Clark's cat told him that Machado was signing with the Yanks yeah and I mean it's it's just tough because the guy definitely does have Baltimore sources I mean I remember he said it was a player so everyone said it's scope well I think they were joking too because it was scope scoop Oh, but he did saying. say it's an ex-player and teammate of Machado's that he heard it from. Right. And, yeah, I mean, it's just there's a lot for Dan Clark to gain by tweeting that and very little for him to lose. Um, it's very possible he does have a source. But, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll find out in the coming days, and hopefully this is our last Frozen Stove episode and we'll, we'll really get things rolling. Maybe Manny keeps everyone waiting. We'll see. Oh, it's freezing. I'm just fucking cold. Freezing cold. Those are freezing cold. Freezing cold sounds lined up. Yeah, I did. But the Jack Black one's good. It's good. Quagmire it's good. one's not good. Jim Laritz chimed in, and uh, we trust Jim Laritz way more than we trust uh, Dan Clark, obviously. <laughs> Jim Laritz said, if I was a betting man, if I was a betting man, I'd say it's all but done. Not as sure as I was with Sandy last year. Being able to break that news doesn't happen every year. LOL. But from what I've heard, all but the signature is needed. Stay tuned. Would be a good way to ring in the new year. That's what Jim Laird said. What was that accent, though? That's Jim Laird's after, like, so many beers. What was that old-timey southern accent that you gave Jim Laird's? You haven't heard him in a while. He's he's, he's gone, from Lakewood, Ohio. He's gone Lindsay Lohan. He's gone rogue with his accents. It's a completely new person. Career, career 7.9 war. Good for you, Jim Laritz. Good for you, Jim Laritz. Here's a call from Cam, Camden McKinstry. Sure. Hey, guys. This is Camden McKinstry uh, for Talking Yank. And I'm just sitting here thinking about why not the Yankees just stay put. 
You know, why not? Why go get Machado? Why go get all these people? I mean, you got certified, you know, not certified, haven't proven everything yet, but got Andujar, Torres, you know, second and third rookie of the year. You got Voight, who went off, and then you got Greg Bird, who they're not giving up on. And then your outfield, you know, you got Judge Stanton, who can play a little left. Hicks has been great out in center. And then you got Gardner to sure up the left field spot on defense. And then you got guys like Frazier and Floreal. So I know our young guys haven't proven at MLB level, but I'm kind of on the wait and see what these young guys do. Uh, just, you know, let me know what you guys think. Thank you, guys. Love you. Love you, too, Camden. Thanks for calling. Some love at the end. Yeah, that was a nice not love the show, not love what you guys are doing. Just straight love up, you. I love you, and I love him back. But, Camden, uh, everything you said is true, but you're thinking about the next year. You're thinking about 2019 and maybe you're thinking about 2020. But we said this on a previous episode. When you're talking about Machado Harper, it's not about staying put for 2019. It's about making a plan for 2022, 2021, 2023. That was a weird order I just went in. But so that is why you would go get Machado. Like if if we were trying to get other free agents for a two-year deal, that weren't generational talents, which is kind of getting like now that that term is becoming kind of like grading to me because everyone's generational talent, generational talent. And I agree with it. It's 100% true, but it's kind of like the catchphrase now. If we were dealing with, I don't know, yeah, like a two-year good player like Moustakis last year, like, yeah, we can stay put from that. They're talking about much better players and much bigger plans. You have What do you have to say? Say everything you have to say. You've got it. I was going to spin back to my Jim Leritz and get get the Southern voice going again. And I mentioned Jim Leritz war jokingly, but we have different ways in baseball to measure players value. And you mentioned the generational talent thing that everyone's saying a lot. Like if you have a Manny Machado and he's right for 10 years, like that gives you such a leg up at either third base or shortstop, whatever he ends up playing for whoever he ends up playing. I mean, they're, these are Hall of Fame guys. <laughs> We're talking about a chance to get Hall of Fame baseball players in their prime without giving up anything to get them. Yes. So there it is. There it is. Speaking of doing voices and stuff, I want to put this out into the ether because the the listeners, the appreciated listeners, are much better at reminding me to do things than I am at reminding myself to do things. I want to ask Brian Hoke if he can forward us his emails about spring training and we can um, read them on the show. What is it called when you give them like a dramatic reading? Forward his emails about spring training? You lost me, bud. Okay, so I guess I lost a lot of people. Uh, Brian Hoke tweets out his emails about spring training, about the, the people that are crazy about spring training. Let me just find one. Okay. No, no, this is going to be good. I want to do this for this year. Uh, Okay, here it is. Uh, This is from March 20th of 2018, so last spring training. Checks email, and then he tweeted out a screenshot of this email. Why are the Yankees sucking so bad? (laughs) Ever since they got the 10-2 and this spring training, they've been sucking big time. The only time they score, when they do score, it's always minor league schlub knocking it in. Bird, Sanchez, Judge, and Stan ain't doing nothing. Aaron Boone sucks as a manager. What's going on? 
So I want I want to do dramatic readings of all the spring training emails he gets. Yeah. So someone remind me to ask Brian to allow us to do that. Cool. Because lucky enough, the people that call into our show, they're not as crazy as the people that email in newspaper writers. Oh, we get a couple. All right. Next email. Hey, guys. This is Matt from North Jersey. Uh, first of all, just want to wish you both a happy holiday season. Happy New Year. Thanks, Matt. But um, my uh, I thought going through my mind for today is left field for the Yankees next year, and I know they re-signed Gardner, but I just want to give my thoughts here. I feel like people are penciling Gardner in to the everyday lineup, but I really don't think the Yankees brought him back to be a starter. I truly believe that they are anticipating Clint Frazier being healthy, and he also has a much higher upside than Gardner. I mean, I love Brett, but his best days are behind him. He's just a clubhouse leader now and is there for clutch gene or whatever you want to call it. And I hope Frazier's healthy, and I, if he is, I would hate to see him in AAA playing while Gardner is up at the big league level starting. I would think that he could be the next big piece to the Yankees' success, whether they had whether they had Machado or Harper or not. We'll see. Thanks, guys. All right, so he's, the call is pretty straightforward. He thinks that right. when they signed Brett for platoon when we when they signed brett we thought it was for a platoon too we thought they were going to bring in a left fielder so this actually like spins my brain a little bit right because i was fine with brett being a platoon player actually in favor of that and i was you know wishing harper maybe landing at a marwin or, or someone like that if they were to bring someone in sounds like they're not bringing anyone in unless they do shock us with a harper so now jake my brain is saying i Agree with Matt big time. I was already okay with Gardner being the platoon player. If Frazier's healthy, yeah, then he should be up with the team. Like if if Clinton triple A again and Gardner's starting, yeah, I don't I don't think that should be the case. You're forgetting a big name. Jimmy. No, don't do it. No, don't do it. Sir Jacoby. Jake, are you crazy? The sound effect he wants to go with. I got it pretty fast. I hit that. I hammered that one pretty fast. Did good. No, I. I think. And did. Did you see my tweet today, Jim? I did one of those cool tweets with the uh, the red dots that everyone's doing. No, no, I had uh, my hands in gloves, so I couldn't look at my phone a lot. You should go check it out. It's a really cool tweet. I did the Yankees left field. I did the the dash 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 dash. It goes around Bryce Harper, and then it lands at Gardy Ellsbury Clint. Nice. So yeah, I'm cool now. You're cool, which is huge. Well, according to David Juberg, it's the best one he's ever seen. Yeah, so that's pretty good. Jim, it depends honestly if you're a glass half full or a glass half empty person. If you're glass half full, you say someone out of Ellsbury Gardner, one of the old guys steps up and is solid this year. And you say, hopefully, Clint's healthy and he can step up. You you basically got three different options of someone to step up and play left field. Uh, if you're if you're negative town, you're just not going to be able to overlook Bryce Harper. Here's the plan. I've, I'm going to lay out the plan, then we're going to throw it to the interview. Here's it's the it's the this it, is you know everyone likes to see the future. Put the whole landscape together. Sure. We start the season. Guardy's on the bench. Ellsbury got hurt in spring training. Clint Frazier's in left field. Stanton's the DH, judges in right field, Hicks is in center field, Machado's okay. at short. Are you ready? Okay. 
Machado's yeah. at short. Andujar's at third. Clinton left. Gardner's Get on there. the bench. Okay. Then, then, Didi becomes healthy. Didi goes to shortstop. Machado goes to third base. Andujar goes to DH. Giancarlo Stanton goes to left field. Clint Frazier, his values up, is traded for a pitcher. Mad bum. Bam. Clint C- Frazier traded for a pitcher is what you're saying. Yep. Did you hear the whole thing? Andujar's going. Unfortunately. And, and I, yeah, I mean, there's something to that. And it, it depends. If Clint Frazier's good, Clint Frazier's good. Um, I'm if not, he's not, he's not. We'll see. Also, um, none of that's going to happen because we have no idea what's going to happen. I'll tell you, watch out for this, though, Jim. If Machado does sign, well, if Machado does or doesn't sign with the Yankees, the Harper to the Yankees is going to get loud. 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 Say something that you truly believe in. Um, I enjoy the steam room. Nothing I say should be important to anyone. Okay. Tough. <laughs> Tough. Tough break. Hey, this is an interview with uh this is an interview with Joshua Kuznick. Is that how you pronounce it, Jake? His name Yeah, I, Joshua I... Kuznick. He uh he he was really cool. And I'll I'll be straight up and I hope he listens and he laughs at this next statement, but I was a little nervous. He's an agent who was a former stand-up comic. So I mean, you're you're getting into a lot of personality there with that person. A lot and of personality really is a cool. good a lot of personality is a good way to put it. Yeah. No, he did. And I mean, we didn't know we didn't really know him. He didn't really know us. It just worked out. But we actually had a really fun conversation about the state of baseball. And maybe there were some words like collusion or strike thrown around. Maybe there was like, what the hell is going on? Why are nobody getting signed? Talk some Mitch Hedberg, which is always fun. Yeah. And talked about. And I think we could say this now because his his guy. I think we could say this because his guy signed. Brantley. Yeah, he he represents Michael Brantley, um, Jeremy Jeffries. But so we're excited to interview this guy, and we're like, okay, worst case scenario, we can talk Michael Brantley. um, If we don't find any other, if we don't find any other avenues of conversation, at least we can say Michael Brantley. Yeah, we can bank on Michael Brantley because there was some Brantley Yankees talk because we were talking about left field, and uh, right before he sits down on the mic, he goes, "Yeah, can't can't talk about Brantley right now." And we're like, "Okay, here we go." Man, I I do not like Wonky Jimmy with the sound machine. Sound machine that used to be your nickname. Nope. See, that's not that's after not those prime after Jimmy. those late. That's not you didn't let me finish. Jimmy. You didn't let me finish. No, I let you finish. I was gonna say after those late drunken Taco Bell nights. Yeah, still doesn't make sense. Still not good joke. Talking about you farting in your sleep. You're better than that. <laughs> hey, here's Joshua. Kuznick. Fun conversation. Enjoy. I think it's Kuznick. I think it's Kuznick. Soft you. You're going to lose the call again. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. That's funny. I don't care about that with my name. I kind of want to use that as the opener. We're here with... I'll I'll tell that story. We're here with with Joshua Kuznick. I'll tell Uh, that story. I don't care. (laughs) I really will. Josh, you you have you just told us the background, but you're an agent. You come from comedy. You're I think there's some quotes out there that have you as kind of this unique. I don't want to say unicorn agent, but but give us the rundown. Oh my man. god, no, boutique I, agency. That's when I read your post last year. Boutique, yeah, it boutique is, agency. It is, it is yes. technically boutique. Yes, uh, I've been an agent for 16 years. Um, I started when I was 19. I believe I was the youngest agent certified by the Players Association ever. So. First client I ever had was Carmen Cali, a uh, guy who played seven and a third innings in the big leagues. And um, 
he uh, he got me certified, and then I'm like, wow, this is super easy. I'm really thrilled to be doing this. I'm going to be an amazing agent. And then I didn't have another big leaguer for six years. So that was cool. Shoot. And that was Carlos Martinez of the Marlins. And then around 08, um, everything got big for me. I was 26 years old, and that was the year like Lorenzo Cain, Kenley Jansen, Michael Brantley, Jimmy Jeffress. Um, I had some Latin guys then before I learned that I didn't speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> so I got fired by Francisco Cervelli, Ivan Nova, Jose Tabado, Rigi Corona, Ramiro Pena, Wilkin De La Rosa. And I'm like, wow, that is not my niche. So, uh, yeah, I think I'm one of the only agents that's talks, talks that's openly about getting fired. <laughs> I don't hey. care. It's such, it's ridiculous. People pretend that it doesn't happen. We all get hired to get fired. I, I don't like quoting other agents, but Matt Sosnick's book, which Jerry Krasnick wrote, um, there was a quote that before you make any money as an agent, get fired by an all-star team. And I was like, no. And yeah, that's true. Not me. I knew baseball my whole life more than anything. I started when I was eight. I've actually, when I was a kid, I was sick. I had 43 surgeries at Johns Hopkins um, for bladder and uh, intestinal issues. And I got to be bat boy for the Orioles when I was eight years old. And that was it for me. What year was that? 1990. Okay, Cal. so there's some people, there's some fun players. Yeah, Cal there. Brady, um, rookie next year, or maybe it's 91, rookie Mike Messina, 91. So Messina. Okay. Um, I got to be around those guys in spring a little bit, and they were super cool to me. And then six years later, so yeah, yeah, 97, yeah, six years later, I was 15, and I got to do it again for the Orioles. Uh, and that was the team that had Cal, Albert Bell, Kent Merker, Robbie Alomar. So yeah. I got to be around those guys. And uh, after that, I, um, I always had collected autographs. Like, I was a fanboy. Mm -hmm. I would get to the, I would hang out at stadiums, hotels. I would go to games. I would be out till 3 in the morning just waiting to get my card signed. And um, I did that. And, and I, I would write from 1996 to even now, if I ever get any free time, I still write fan mail to retired players like now. Even really? Yeah, totally. I'm like, That's I know this cool. is weird, but I am a sports <laughs> agent and I work for these players and I need your autograph. I would not ask you in person and bother you, but it's only retired guys and certainly wouldn't be here. But what's the hit rate on the responses? Retired guys, it's higher than you'd think because there's a wonderful website called sportscollectors.net where if you pay 10 bucks a year, it gives you a list of who sends their mail and who doesn't. So if you just huh. write to the people who send their mail, it's, the success rate's pretty good. Okay. Sometimes you got to take a risk, but what are you going to do? How, how many do you think are their wives signing it for them? And just There's a few. <laughs> In fact, we were, Samantha and I, my vice president who worked for Panini Sports uh, and Don Russ years ago, we had joked about it. Uh, I had sent her a player at one point and uh, I saw the cards came out. This was like 2004. And I looked at the signatures and I'm like, oh, cool. That's definitely not his autograph. <laughs> so I actually had to call panini or don russ back then and tell him like hey those aren't real um we're gonna have to do these over and you're gonna have to issue a recall and my bad <laughs> so that was not fun but uh most of the guys sign their stuff man the guys from the 60s and 70s just like being remembered they're cool some of them send their phone numbers want to talk baseball <laughs> i'll tell you the coolest one bobby Shantz is 92 years old and was the 1952 american league mvp and he signs all of his fan mail and signs his letters answers fan questions that's awesome bobby Shantz. Cool. Shout out. Shoot. Or get, the, get on the letters. Are, uh, is, is winter meetings like heaven or hell? Fun? <laughs> for me, I love it. Okay. It's for me, people have asked me before, uh, we were, I was talking about it earlier, do any of my skills from comedy translate over to being an agent? Sure. Yeah. And the winter meetings is literally just 20 hours of crowd work. That's yeah. it. Well, I wanted to <laughs> throw this on you. I don't know if you've seen it. No, but, I haven't seen anything. All right. So Boris was just out there. Laying down some good metaphors. I walked. I walked past Scott. I'm yeah. a big fan of his writing. Okay, I'm actually more jealous. He may be funnier than me. 
Well, no. listen to this. They asked him about uh, Harper and the Yankees because Cashman said that they're Cashman said we're not interested in Harper. I can't comment on that, but I can comment on what Scott said. Okay, what Boris yeah. said was when the nurse comes into your room with a thermometer. So this was the opening line to his response. No, I'm on. I'm, I'm on the hook. I'm on the hook. I'm on the hook. Really good reaction. Yeah. I'm on the hook. Okay, so when the nurse comes into your room with a thermometer, the issue isn't the temperature of the patient that day. It's their health when they've when they're ready to leave the hospital, and they're not ready to leave the hospital. <laughs> so, about to dissect. How the hell does anyone ever criticize me for the way that I talk? <laughs> how does that happen? I don't know. Scott Boris, legitimately, and like I minor in philosophy in college. I read philosophy all the time. I love Nietzsche. I love Kierkegaard. I love Immanuel Kant. Stuff like that. Hunter S. Thompson's my favorite writer ever. Yeah. If you couldn't tell how I live my life. <laughs> um, I would say I'm the gonzo agent to a degree. But uh, my point being is my favorite quote of all time through literature and history is 100% Scott Boris. Wow. <laughs> At the winter meetings four or five years ago, somebody asked him about he, how he had lost a fairly high-profile client to a now former baseball agent who was a very famous rapper. I think we all know who yeah, I'm talking okay. about. Gotcha. We have an idea. I'm, I'm keyed name, in. I think it's a guy named Sean Carter. So yes. Sean, Sean and, and, and Scott had a disagreement over that, and Scott lost a client to Mr. Carter. And they asked Scott how he felt at the winter meetings. What was it like losing that player that made hundreds of millions of dollars to Sean Carter? And Scott paused for a minute. I was there for this. And he just looks up and he goes, it's one thing to use an umbrella. It's another thing to have been the guy who invented it. <laughs> <laughs> that wow. That, that is legitimately funnier than any joke I have ever written. Yeah, and I want to know if the if he's writing these like this nurse one because I think that one the umbrella oh, is great. These that are dad jokes. These are amazing. One, oh, the nurse one I don't even get. I've I don't read it five times. I just can't make <laughs> any sense of it. I think he's basically saying. The Yankees aren't interested today, but that doesn't mean they're not interested tomorrow. I think and I think he might have should have just said that. <laughs> I, I'm going to teach you about comedy for a second. Okay, We're going to segue. Go. Yes. Right. Sometimes jokes don't land, and you shouldn't try to make sense of them because <laughs> they're just not funny. No, I'm a big fan of when jokes don't land. You you just keep going and going. And oh going yeah, that, until it hits right. that, that blue light part. See, I, I have very my comedy style. Not that I want to segue to that career, but my comedy <laughs> style was always long form, where I would talk for a very long time and have a very bad punchline at the very very end and just like pull the rug out from under them. Are you and a Norm McDonald fan? Huge. Okay. Yep. So that's Not as a person currently. Okay. <laughs> and that's fine. Yeah. yeah. We'll keep it humor. But Norm... <laughs> Big fan of the moth joke, like that style? Yeah. I, he's got so many I love. I, I, I literally can't cover any of his jokes on here that I like. <laughs> but Mitch Hedberg was my favorite. Greg oh, yeah. Geraldo was my favorite. I got to meet Mitch. There's pictures of me online with Mitch and, that's and awesome. Greg and... and Fortunately, Jim Jeffries is still alive. Mitch missed out on Twitter because he would have been phenomenal. Mitch would have been Mitch would have been the most famous comedian alive today. He would yeah. have had a, millions of followers. He had an HBO deal. I performed with him in Tallahassee the year before he passed away, and then I remember he died on April Fool's Day. And my friend, my roommate at the time, was trying to wake me up. I was hungover from a party the night before. I was woke up at like five. My friend's banging on my door on April Fool's Day. He's like, Mitch Hedberg died. I'm like, yeah, not funny. Yeah. And then you know it was before was social media and everything. And then yeah. finally news came. I was like. Damn. Not funny. So we'll get back to baseball eventually, but yeah. I, have a, I have a Mitch question. <laughs> Please do. When you performed with him, it was later in his career, so I think he was over, but he had stage fright? 
Uh, I, he, the, yes. The early vi the videos are yes, his yes, eyes closed. Yes, yeah, he, he would just stand the, up there with his eyes the audience. closed. He used to perform sometimes looking away from the audience. Yeah. He'd turn his back to the audience. And people thought it was a bit, but no, he was just like paralyzed with fear from stage fright. The show I was at, the, I, I saw him a few times, but the, the show in Tallahassee, before he was done performing, like two jokes left maybe, he literally collapsed on stage and we all thought he died. Like Whoa. he fell off the stage. Like it wasn't like he tripped, he collapsed. And he popped back up, pretended he was fine, and told a couple more jokes, and then he left. I saw him afterwards. I hung out with him. And I went back over to the hotel with him, Lynn Shawcroft, his wife, and my, my roommate in college at the time. And um, it was like 10 or 11 at night, and uh, I, had his, I, I got a bunch of stuff signed by him. And then Mitch took out his party kit, and I left. Yeah. Me. <laughs> All right. So comedy, but no, the, the reason I told the story is one of the reasons I left comedy is I don't want to be around that in every comedian, in every club. It, right, it, yeah. It, you're around the culture. That. Baseball, you don't have that. So they, all the agents aren't doing, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the winter meetings aren't that scene. <laughs> We'd all be asleep in Skid Row down here. <laughs> so I mentioned it earlier, but you, you wrote something as from the perspective of a boutique agency last year, correct? Yes. So I, because when I, your name came up, I was like, I know that, I know that. I read it. Last year, I thought it was interesting last year, and, and I'd love to hear your opinions if it's grown, changed, and the, basically, it was about the lack of signing of free agents and the yeah. older, older guys. And they, Oh, so the labor thing I wrote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, about, I think it was, I don't want to put words in your mouth that you that shouldn't be, but it was about kind of uh, that C word, collusion, or like, what's going on? Yes, or, yeah. I know exactly. Yeah, so I... I um, Oh, I mean, this will be interesting. This, this might be. This might get us some attention. There we go. Okay. Glad you asked. <laughs> Glad you asked. Um, so last off season, there were three agents that I had noticed, myself included, um, that were vehemently pro labor and concerned on what was happening last off season. It was me, uh, Scott, Boris, and Brody Van Wagen. And Scott is Scott. I'm nobody, and Brody's the GM of the Mets now. <laughs> and. Uh, but that should tell you something about where my marketplace is going. Right. Brody was one of the biggest agents in the entire industry, financially, who he represented. And he was like, nah, I'm out. And yeah. I was, I'm, I'm curious to why he would make that move at this point in his career. It's interesting. We have three years or two years before the CBA is up. Here, we can have this discussion. This will be good. I'd be happy to do this on here. You tell me what's changed from last offseason. You tell me what you think has changed, and I will tell you why I think everyone is not paying attention to what's happening. Okay, so I think, well, last offseason, I think, was a lesser pool. Account. Sure. There weren't, sure. There weren't the big fish. Yeah, there weren't the big fish. Before you go further, explain to me why that would impact last year. Why? What does that matter? Because okay. they're trying to throw... Who? Who's they? Well, the big, the big guys. Like, Yankees last okay. year weren't trying specific? to... We're a Yankees podcast. So, the Yankees last year were not trying to give out huge contracts because yes. they were trying to get under the luxury tax. My understanding, that is correct. I, I can't comment on that. Yeah, but for 19. So, I, I'm, yes, okay. All right. So, then you have also, I think there's this big shift in the way teams are beginning to look at, do I roll the dice on a declining player and pay him for what he's done, or do I roll the dice... Cost no money, five hundred grand, on a guy in my system who makes five hundred grand. So then these older players are kind of getting phased out. Jason Worth, I mean Neil Walker, they just took Jason Worth didn't get a job. Neil Walker took forever. Uh, Lance Lynn took Bradenton. forever. We had the Bradenton camp. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I think it. it oh, you yeah. will have an opinion. But my thing is, it might be too early to judge this off season in comparison until Harper. Machado land because I think those dice have to go before we see the rest. But I think it's going to be the same. I think that like if Brett Gardner didn't get re-signed with the Yankees, I think he would have had a, a long wait until a team's made him an offer. So I think we'll end up in the same sort of place. 
and I think it's just valuing so do you rebuilding. Th- so you think that last year was a more natural occurrence, like an evolution of, of what the system is becoming? Like it's symptomatic of what well, I think the game's changing. I do. Yeah, I think I, do. It, I think it's changing. Because the, the young guys on the team-controlled contracts sure, are sure. so much more valuable. So my question to you is, why can't both of what we're saying be true? Well, why can't you why can't, pay why, the guys? No, 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 no. Why can't everything you're saying be 100% correct and that be used as a cover for what I'm saying? So what are you saying? I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying <laughs> hypothetically. <laughs> I guess that's part of the problem. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It, I don't, I don't have, I don't my have point is, is you explained to me how all 30 teams at the exact same time, the same offseason, 2017, 2018, all decided in a, a very uh, the appearance of uniformity. Mm-hmm. Right. They all decided to value players exactly the same way at the exact same time in the exact same offseason. That yep. all happened that way. Well, here, I'll just or, say organically. You just say it's a copycat right. league. <laughs> you can say that for sure, but you can also use that C word you used. And uh, I, I don't know how this happens organically and to to your point you made earlier about how you think once the big fish are gone then it'll open up the market how is that any different than last year when everybody said once trout or once otani signs and once stanton uh gets traded the market's going to open up what happened after those guys signed and got traded nothing nothing yeah so why was why is this year going to be different i, I don't think it will i think we're going to end up in no the no same I, place, you, but, you yeah. did say that yeah yeah but but, but, but are you taking the, the the point of view that that's just the way it is i i do not accept that well i think that the next time they do the, the bargaining the cba that there's going to have to be changes and i don't know yeah. what those okay, are so I you have, would make I, I have an opinion on this for yeah that. Yeah. Okay, so I can't get into super specifics. I'm not at the bargaining table. I'm not Scott Boris. Yeah, yeah. So, but but I'm in those rooms to a point because I've been an agent for 15 years, and the thing that this has to happen in general. I'm not speaking as a side here, yeah. but they have to overhaul the financial system in baseball. And service time is no longer rewarded. The arbitrist, arbitra- arbitration system is irrevocably uh, broken because they reward baseball card statistics instead of analytics. You can't even introduce certain analytical stats into it because nobody agrees um, right. if, if they're accurate. And then also, um, not everybody has equal access to information. So, so clubs, clubs have proprietary data, and then teams players don't have access to it. If they don't have equal access to that data, then you can't use it in a hearing. So... I might be wrong, so I'm asking, but also I think this is an example of what you're trying to say is with uh, the opener and Tampa Bay doing the opener, I've read a lot about how it's kind of like, yeah, sure, it could be a new strategy that helps, but also game started is a key, one of the stats allowed in arbitration. So they are taking all of the game started away from these young pitchers, and now they can't argue that in arbitration. So yeah. is that an example of what sure. you're trying to say? Like um, in arbitration, they need to open oh, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, they need absolutely. to open up more stats. Abs- and yes, and and the further point. So like spin rate, can't you spin rate? Right. So what if your guy's a high spin rate guy, and, you, and that's his thing, and you, everyone's valuing him off that spin rate, right. except in arbitration. Yeah, that's so true. So you have to. There need there has see there's gonna be a reckoning. There has to right? be. Yeah. There's going to be a reckoning. <laughs> I personally think there's going to be a labor stoppage. Personally, okay. I right. think that. It's I don't bad know. for us as a. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what side is going to cause it. I personally think that is likely. I'm terrified of it. I hope. I, I know everyone is diligently working to stop that on both sides. I know the union is doing everything they can to right. avoid this, but. I don't see anything that's changed and do further terrify you. Um, everybody last year got a $50 million check from BAMTech, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody got a $50 million check from BAMTech this year, so we have even less money available to spend. 
Mm. I'm anti-BAM, though. So Are you? Super anti-BAM. Why? Well, I am not. Okay, great, great. <laughs> yeah, I, no, um, let's keep going. This is great. So for, our, list, for our listeners, BAM is their media center that baseball has, which was revolutionary. MLB when, Advanced Media, BAM yeah, Tech. Yeah, it was revolutionary when they started. They had the replays. They had trucks outside every stadium. They were streaming everywhere. Great, great for the MLB to grow the game. The thing is, it does not jive with the way the internet is and the way the NBA is growing. For oh, you the, mean from a fan perspective? I mean from a fan perspective. Oh, okay, yeah. It's For 10 years, band's been around for 10 years, and they're making so much money off it, which is good. But nobody <laughs> nobody from the age, that, from 21, and they were 11, right? If they started at 11, now they're 21 years old, they, were, they couldn't find highlights. You had to go to MLB.com and search the highlights, and it's a terrible system. And the media system doesn't work. The media system doesn't work. And no, no 12-year-old's doing that. Like, they're going to YouTube, and they're going to Twitter and Here, Instagram. I'll, let me give you Just uh, typing in Aaron Judge, and the, you can't find any. MLBPA doesn't have a Twitch channel. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's really, and it's the how old you, Wait, no, how old are you? I'm 29. You understand what everyone in my age group's missing, right? Yeah. Like, I, exactly what you're saying, what you said. Yeah. No one in this room understands that demo. And they don't no. care. They're just going to ride and die because it makes them money right now, but it's... You, tripling the, the you, future, but you helping the present. are 100% correct, and so, it, it and terrifies I, me. I am a guy who I started this whole thing on Twitter by um, making GIFs of the games, and I, like eventually I'm going to get suspended, and I'm going to have to make an alternate account or something. I think <laughs> Listen, wait, wait. I think they're wait, loosening. Just wait. I haven't been suspended. You're fine. <laughs> okay, but they do come after people, and it's crazy because the way you market these people is like, what? how do the kids consume media? They don't go to MLB.com and just search players' names. Nobody ever ever does it they don't watch sports center they don't watch tv they use instagram twitch youtube and bam makes all of that illegal and it's so stupid bam makes, how do they make that illegal they you're not allowed to really no you're not allowed to I, put highlights anywhere besides mlb.com i did not know that yeah yeah that is a terrible business decision see bam is bam's bad I think well, I won no, you over. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait, no, wait, wait. Is that BAM's doing? No, it's good for BAM. Good for them. That's awesome. It's good yeah. for the money. It's bad for the future of like for, growing. It's, it's, growth of the game. No, no, I don't know that for myself. You just told me that. If that is true, that is, uh, wow. I did not know that. That is yeah. not. Yeah, if you, if you take a video of the TV screen and you go, look at this. You can't uh, put it on Twitch? You can't put it anywhere. You Literally can't. anywhere. If you're big enough to where it gets in their face, <laughs> they will delete it and they will suspend you from Twitter. So there's a guy on Twitter now. His name is Rob Friedman. I'm friends with Rob. Rob helped so, me get a guy signed this week. So Rob did a video. Yeah, yeah. Twitter took Can his... Can you say who? Yeah, Taylor Grover. He signed with the Reds. Okay, so he, yeah. Rob so Twitter, posted the video. Twitter took his entire uh, account when? down. When? In the middle of last season. Oh, yes, season. they did. They did because he was posting MLB and MLB had told Twitter... MLB had told Twitter no one that posts is allowed to post without our seal of approval. Now, but MLB kind of... Stay I, on Rob. Stay on... Stay I, on reached, I reached out to Rob and I was like, how did you... Because now he has MLB logos. Of I was course like, you do, yeah. How did you do this? Like, what happened? He said to me, Twitter was, on, was having MLB's back without knowing that MLB doesn't kind of care anymore, but it's kind of a secret. So, I'm, I'm jumping in because I'm so excited about this. So, Rob, <laughs> he doesn't i don't know him well i've never met him talked to him a few times he's done a lot for my clients inadvertently um, <laughs> i mean i appreciate it it's great um but it's amazing how um influential his twitter feed has become so listen to this story about the pitching ninja we'll just segue into something else so, so rob posted a video i i called him and I, or i i uh i called a, a very prominent sports writer and i said hey i have this guy in indie ball who's literally throwing 101 miles an hour mm. i do not understand how this is happening and he goes why don't you just tell rob 
you know, to do a do an yeah. overlay. It's like actually that's a really good idea. Yeah. Thanks, Ken Rosenthal. So, um, so um, Ken Rosenthal hates when I name drop. <laughs> I love that so much. Um, but uh, Ken tells me to call or hit up Rob. Rob does the overlay, posts it on Thanksgiving. The video has 80,000 views. The next day he gets signed by the Reds. There you go. And I asked Rob, I said, how do you not work for a team? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. And he goes, oh, I have a real job. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's a lawyer, I think. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's brilliant. What he does is unbelievable. That's like good Twitter. Now, what I do can be bad Twitter. So, I mean, <laughs> not to like toot my own horn, but what I do, it, like, so he makes, he makes pitching fun. The overlays, yeah. Yeah. So I make gifts and overlays and stuff. And what we try to do here and I try to do on Twitter is like grow the personalities of the players, whether they're our fictitious versions of those personalities, but just like I, we don't really do X and O's. Well, like I, I love I love Grant Brisby. Like Grant does stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to post uh, just like a judge home run. But if Brett Gardner uh, throws his gum at the first base coach after every single game, I'm going to post that because that's something quirky. So you've funny. missed out on something great, even though okay. it's a Yankees thing. So Jeremy Jeffress, my client. Uh-huh. After every inning, when he records the third out, kicks the chalk line. It's hilarious. It's really? a weird habit. I'm gonna I'm gonna demonstrate it. Yeah, if the Yankee <laughs> did that, or I, I saw it, that's something I'd. And it's just like come up the he's come, he's demonstrating kicks the chalk line right, it, which is taboo in baseball. It's hilarious. <laughs> like some people will be like, dude, you posted nonsense, and it's like, but but to others, that's the personality. Who is telling you that those people suck? Well, there's a lot of people that suck. On Twitter. I agree. A lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people suck. that suck on Twitter. <laughs> Not just Twitter. Oh yeah, everywhere. You know, I'm 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 looked at as kind of a curiosity at these winter meetings, by would, yeah. by the room. It's interesting. I've been doing this 16 years, and every year I get treated differently. And I had an all-star client this year, like myself, for the first time. And I told my my vice president Samantha, I'm like, wow, everybody's really nice to me this year. <laughs> like, and I, I this is funny. Um, I somebody I, I talk to the job seekers, the kids, yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I wrote a baseball prospectus. Or I used to write for BP. Okay. Uh, for seven years and I, I wrote a column about um, the winter meetings on how to get a job and then I did one on like uh, the, the kid reporters like Cotillo and mm-hmm. how to how they're all terrible except for Chris <laughs> all literally all of them yeah. and uh, except for Chris and um, but um, there was a story I wrote about the job fair lottery where every year at the winter meetings I will find some random kid who has no idea who I am and then I'll let him shadow me the whole week two of the people that I've done that for the last five years one worked for the Brewers in San Diego in video, but the other one is a girl uh, named Andrea LaPointe from uh, New York. Where was she from? She's from D.C. Um, and she works in the Angels front office now as a 21-year-old woman and got staffed full-time and will definitely be a GM one day. That's it's, awesome. And I love doing that here. And somebody, when I first started, this is, this is a cool way to wrap, two through the things I got, and then we can wrap it up. So the, when I first started, when I was getting autographs at a minor league game in Jupiter, um, there was a scout in the crowd named Joe Butler. He's still with the White Sox. Joe's my best friend in the game. He's the one who found me and gave me my career, or got me started in my career. Still talk to him all the time. And uh, I asked Joe one time, I'm like, why would you ever have just randomly grabbed an autograph seeker and let me do this? Right. He's like, someone did it for me. Now you got to go do it for someone else. That's the deal. So every year I make sure I do that. I, I, I spend more time when I'm done working talking to the job seekers than I do the media. I, I much rather try to help them because they get so much bad advice and misinformation every not every. The majority of agents are so secretive. Just bullshit. So We walked into one meeting because we had the job secret oh, pass man. as well. Walked into one meeting as Biggs Conference, and um, I literally did the Homer Simpson into the bush, just back out of the Did you happen door. to see the sports management conference they were having separate? I did, the one no. I saw I saw 
three I heard three sentences from one man and in my past career I'd been to too many seminars like that and I was like I know what let this me, is. Let me say one thing for this. This is for Please. me. You can yeah. cut it if you want, but but no really. <laughs> oh, it's in. I I hope it is. Anyone that pays money to go to one of those schools, I can't name anyone specifically because I don't want to get sued. But anyone that, if you, if you Google, like, how do you become a sports agent? Give us money to go to the seminar and we'll tell you right. the secrets. If they knew how to do that, they wouldn't be selling you the secrets. Yeah. They'd be doing my job. Yeah. Not one of those people can help you be an agent. They can help you be poor, but they can't help you <laughs> work in baseball. Yeah. And I think all of them are scams. I don't think they're helping anybody but themselves. And I hope they all go out yeah. of business. We walked in and it was an old man and he said, uh, you got to grind and you got to work harder than everyone else. And, you know, you, you just got to. It's not, how you, it's not, it's how, not you how you start, it's, start, it's, it's how you end, and I thought, okay, this is <laughs> let, let me, over for me. Now, then. let me tell you one, you said one thing there, I wasn't going to, so, outworking everyone else, the, the one thing, let me stay on that, one thing, I wasn't going to go on this, but. I don't the, think it's bad advice. No, no, I no, 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 it's like I saying know. drink water today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> good, good job. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but no, 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 I want to stay on that, because not for what you're talking about, that phrase, outworking everyone, so every job seeker here, and I'll just blast it on this asks me like you know i mean i'll ask them what are you interested in scouting video tv i'm like or you know whatever i'm like mm -hmm. no pick one and right. you, pick yeah. the one thing in, that you're interested in the game whatever it is media scouting mm -hmm. video agent whatever pick one and go be better at that than everyone else and if you're not you'll find out real quick and then <laughs> stop doing it and then go do the next thing yeah. and see if you're good at that one mm -hmm. so i just there's no shortcuts i'm the luckiest person here my yeah. first client got to the big leagues. Hey, cool. Right. Yeah. I didn't mess up, though. I didn't mess up my opportunity. And there are some people here that don't realize, like, oh, man, I should have gone to the meeting. I should have out that guy. I should have done this. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you don't get that second opportunity. Yeah. The biggest mistake people make here is they spend time talking to each other, the job seekers, the kids. They will sit in the lobby and talk to each other instead of finding people like me. And I never have understood that my whole <laughs> life. But yeah. the last thing I wanted to, to close with for me, so going to comedy, going to baseball, all that stuff, um, somebody asked me yesterday, you know, doing it the way that I have, being the crazy comedian, funny person, agent who says whatever, um, you know, what do you think of your career? Somebody asked me this yesterday and I said, you know, I made seven figures in baseball doing it this way. And they're like, is it worth it? Were you happy? Like, did you feel accomplished? And I say, yeah, it's great. And they're like, would you do anything differently? I'm like, hell yeah. If I put on a tie, I would have made $10 million. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we are dressed like this today. <laughs> Only time I've ever worn this suit. I've got, I, I know we do have to wrap down a little bit. Do you have any, any stories or anything you can say kind of about working with the Yankees organization at all? Sure. I know you mentioned a couple guys. I, I, don't know guys you, I don't know if you have any fun stories or any not fun stories or, no, or I, anything um, you want to talk I, about. No, no. I, 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 I've dealt with the Yankees for years. I, uh, uh, I mean, it's like working with any club. They're, they're professional. You know, I, I like people in the organization. Um, I've had guys in the minor league side. I've had a big leaguer there. They claimed David Herndon a few years ago, and he was there for two seasons, and he never got back up to the big leagues after three years with the Phillies, but they rehabbed him for two years. They treated him great. Um, I do actually have a horrifying Yankee story. Great. This is fantastic. Now we're talking. This has never been told. Yes. Wow. No, this is amazing. This isn't bad. <laughs> right. Samantha's please, please terrified know my, right now. Please know my vice president is looking at me to not <laughs> talk. Samantha is terrified. Just start so unplugging when I, when, No, this is a straight-up Yankee story. You're going to have to edit this to like be the first part of the podcast. All right. Um, <laughs> and now we have... Now, yeah, yeah. Welcome to talking. Yeah. So I had, I, have, I had two Yankee minor league latin players that never made it like at all but they were big name dominican summer league signings so one guy named carlos urania who um 
got five four hundred thousand dollars in two thousand six, and you gave me a car deal for him, so thanks. Um, <laughs> and sorry, and um, but he never got out of the Dominican League, and one off season he didn't come back. He he wasn't released, but he didn't come back. And we were having dinner. It was me, Regi Corona, Ramiro Pena, Cervelli, Ivanova, Tabata. We're just, just don't name all my favorite players at once, please. It's too much for me. <laughs> so I I was at dinner with all of those guys because okay. that I sounds like a really fun time. It was, and uh, I'm like. Yeah, when's your rain you getting in? And they're like, oh, he got shot, <laughs> like, in the stomach. And then the Yankees released him, and he never played in the States. The Yankees just well, had another player get spring. shot last, last spring. Wait, what? Tyro Estrada. Um, he came to spring training with a bullet in his hip. <laughs> okay, that's actually a way better story than mine, because mine was like, what? I didn't know that. That's amazing and terrible. Is he okay? He's okay. He's fine. He's yeah. playing now. But, yeah, I mean, it was. it's like you hear it in your gut thinking, like, oh, shit, what? And you kind of chuckle, and then you're like, he got robbed and shot. It's like, oh, shit, that's hard. Now, this is the story of stories. I love this one. <laughs> Not loving it for what it is. I, I just I cannot believe the words will come out of my mouth now that this is true. So I represented a player that never made it again, a GCL guy named Preeley Cuello. P-R-L-Y-S-C-U-E-L-L-O. I mean, really, you got to Google this later. And he played a couple years, got to low A, never made it, got released. That's it. So maybe like a couple months ago, that was a year ago. I was Googling some of my former clients from like a decade ago that I just... Wow, what are they I, up to now? Yeah, like, wait, I represented that guy? Like, yeah. oh, by the way, if anybody ever tells you they remember every single player they've ever worked for, they're all lying. Okay. okay. All right. I've been doing this 16 years. I've probably <laughs> worked for 500 people. I, if they were reintroduced to me after 15 years, like, oh, yeah, my bad, yeah. dude. But, like, yeah. I, you want I, me to remember you, go get shot. Or paid. <laughs> or paid. <laughs> Preferably paid. would be paid. easier. Preferably but, paid. But anyway, this guy, Cuello, <laughs> this guy, <laughs> I like your thoughts. Um... <laughs> But Preeley Cuello was this top 30 prospect in Baseball America's Handbook. He was a big-name guy then. Like, not big, big, but, like, a prospect. Yeah. yeah. Gets released. Never hear from him again. Google him a year ago. Like, amongst all these players that I'd forgotten about. And I can't find anything on this guy. And there's this one article in the Tampa newspaper. Turns out that it wasn't his real name. Because, remember, they had the, yeah, the, yeah. that wasn't his name. So he's a little bit older. Mm-hmm. And he ended up being a totally different person. And that totally different person is currently serving a life sentence in Tampa jail for committing murder. Mm. If only he could swing a little better. <laughs> so but my point is, I got criticized when I told the story to somebody, like, you represented a murderer? I'm like, I didn't sign him, the Yankees did. <laughs> <laughs> I represented a baseball player who happened to later on murder someone. I'm not even going to football on that one because I'll get myself <laughs> oh. in trouble. But and scene. And scene. <laughs> All right, well, thank you for coming on, man. This was a great conversation. Yeah, Josh, if you guys ever need awesome. me for anything, I, I mean, really, I'm very, fairly reckless with a microphone. And, well, that um, sounds good. We'll be any, calling you the Anything you need to hype? I mean, your Twitter? I have my, I have my Twitter. Uh, it's my name. I have my podcast. Uh, I am judicious on Instagram because I weirdo and I just block everyone. So, um, <laughs> But uh, I think, I, you know what, we should... What is a what is a nice safe an actual safe joke I could tell to end with like a Ooh. safe oh, <laughs> the look we got man you don't and, have any and Samantha's now there's, actually there's unplugging the everything safe enough <laughs> it's like a, no please give me a safe one I'm not gonna leave these guys don't hanging. worry about us yeah no you don't oh, like them, sh- oh wow can I, can I please tell the McDonald's joke is that bad enough no. It's whatever. I'll podcast. change the octave of your voice. We'll introduce a new guest. I'm telling this, this joke, joke regardless because okay. I feel like, you know, it's not that funny, but I'm going to tell it anyway. Perfect. One of my favorite <laughs> jokes. Okay. So coming to the winter meetings, I was driving by McDonald's and in the front, there was a parking space that had a sign on it that said reserve for our employee of the month. As if that guy actually owns a fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my F bomb. We got one. Go.
That was a quick hitter. It's a quick hitter. I was yeah. getting ready for the Norm McDonald. I was no, like, oh, I went short. I was like, we're about to go down. Now the I wormhole. have those jokes, and when we're done recording, I will tell one, and <laughs> then and then and that'll be it. But right. we we have to go. We have to go make money for people, and uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a scoop because there's going to be a delay on this. But we're totally going to sell a major league to Korea right now. A major leader to Korea. Yep. Cool. That's my day. Cool. There you go. Nice. All right. Thank you very much. Congrats for and good Absolutely. luck. All right. Hey, thank you for listening to that interview. Thank you for listening to this. Get in touch with us if you want. That's not what I was going to say. I was going to say get in touch with us if you won the contest, and that would mean your name is Brianna. So get in touch with us, Brianna, and we'll give it out. And the raffles. You got any New soon. Year's resolutions, Jim? Oh, yeah, dude. I typed up. Okay. I typed up a tweet the other day um, because I had a New Year's resolution, but it was too early to tweet it. I kind of halfway forget what it was, but it's in my drafts. Okay. But I I was high on the couch. It was such a good idea. I'm recording Talking Knicks after this. We're doing some New York Knicks New Year's resolution. So if you're a Knicks fan, check that out. We also had a really good Christmas episode If that, that should age well. Nice. Go check out the Christmas episode. I wish we did that for Talking Yanks, but we did. Yeah, we we screwed the pooch. We'll do that for Talking Yanks. Like we did, we did Knicks players as items you find around Christmas. It it ended up going really well. I don't want you to poo poo this, and I feel like you're gonna poo poo this. I want you to no, be I on won't. Board. I I know I have been poo pooing you for the last couple minutes, but I think it was rightly deserved. But I'll take off my poo poo mask. Here's my New Year's resolution. I need your help, actually. Okay. I'm trying to get better names into our into our crowd of listeners. So my New Year's resolution is to gain new listeners who are named. This is what I came up with the other night. I need your help. Dakota. Uh, Leonardo. Sergio. Zane. I don't think we have a listener named Zane yet. Skyler. I always thought that was a cool name for a girl. Troy. What if Skyler's a boy? Are you okay with it? Totally cool. Okay. Daniel. Julie. So if you know anyone with those names feel free to reach out and help them become listeners because I'm trying to just up the name pool. Yeah. Say the names quick this time. Dakota, Leonardo, Sergio, Zane, Skyler, Troy, Daniel, Julie. If you know anyone with those names, tell them to listen to Talking Yanks. Yeah. And John Boy and Jake Radio. Are we doing that tomorrow? Yeah, we are. Do you have any names you want to add to this list? You know, you had all the same list of names I had. Okay, great. Fantastic. <laughs> And so, so, so glad you reminded me I had that tweet because I forgot I did that. All right, so that's the I'm end of this. That's you. the end of this show. See you guys later. Goodbye. Oh, go Yanks! Tell my grandma. My grandma had a rough day today, so if everyone could send her your thoughts and, and blessings, peace and peace, thoughts and prayers. See ya. Go Yankees. Let's go Yankees. Let's go Yankees. Let's go Yankees. See that.